What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Kitman Podcast. My name is Rohan. Today, I'm joined with my two lovely guests, Owen, Dillette. How are we doing? Am I Dillette now? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. I mean, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, so, Rohan, what do we have uh, on the agenda today? Dillette would never say that. Start talking about Arsenal. Let's get straight <laughs> to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. My name is Rohan and welcome to another episode of the Kitman podcast. Uh, I see how you've turned this around on me. Um, <laughs> um, we have a very exciting episode for you guys. We are going to be talking about what each of the top seven teams need. Um, if they could only buy one player, who would they buy in the transfer market and why? So let's start, start the very bottom. And to all of our surprise, it's not Arsenal. It's, it's West Ham United. Um, so yeah, who wants to kick it off? Rohan, I say you take this one first. Me? Okay. Well, West Ham plays some very boring football. Um, it's, it's not great to watch, and they often get ran around in their midfield very, very often. So what I think they need is a creative midfielder who can break lines by either dribbling or passing. Now, these passing midfielders are very hard to come by. And I don't know West Ham's finances that well. So I've targeted Awar in Lyon. He was formerly linked with Arsenal. Um, some of you may be familiar with him. And yeah, I think they'd be, he'd be really beneficial. I'm tired of seeing this dead four nows and Lanzini pivot in the midfield. Um, and yeah, I, I think he'd be a different spark. He'd offer something more. You said a, a war, right? Yeah. Hmm. Honestly, if I were to go to Lyon I, and looked at that midfield, I probably would have went for um, Kakare over, over a war, to be honest. Yeah, Kakare has been playing better than a war, but that just means he'll be worth more. So I've gone with the low ball option. Okay. Hmm. Personally, for me, I don't think West Ham is good enough to buy um foreign players so i've gone with i've gone with prem proven and i think they could use some help on the left and i i think josh gordon could be the answer to that oh i like that i like oh wait anthony gordon or josh gordon or, anthony whichever one plays for everton i don't know i don't know his first <laughs> anthony gordon okay anthony gordon yeah i think he'd be a good fit for them decent cross on him he's pretty quick nice and energetic their left hand side is not energetic at all he was sensational in that Liverpool game. Yeah. Deserved three penalties. I want any Liverpool fan listening right now to know that those were three deserved penalties. You're saying, you're saying, um, you, you think all three of those were pens? Yeah. All three of Anthony Gordon's dives were pens. And if not for the title race, they would have been called. But the PGMOL needs to keep that title race intact. Can't let Everton nick points off of Liverpool this late in the, this late in the run. Yeah, that's true. Owen, who who have you gone with? Um, I think I think they need some experience down the midfield and get a little bit going. I I said Christian Eriksen because I feel like he's proven and coming back from injury, I think he's put himself again in the prem. The Brentford, I think he could do some good stuff out there. Um, I just think with Declan Rice probably leaving, need another person out in the midfield. Although it is not. A defensive midfield position is still off for City. 
Yeah, that's true. That that should be a concern for them. That's a good point you bring up. Declan Rice is is very very likely to leave. So if they leave, they'll definitely need a CDM, someone to anchor down that um that that back the midfield because they do concede a lot of shots. They they have very large center backs that are very good at blocking these shots, but they do concede a lot of shots already with Declan Rice in that midfield. My bad. I would go as far to say that if Declan Rice leaves Liverpool, or not Liverpool, if he leaves West Ham, they'll have to sign two midfielders. I don't think one midfielder is enough to kind of take up Declan Rice's okay. spot. Like they'll have to completely rework that midfield because Suchek can't get like like no one else is going to be able to carry Suchek through games. Yeah, and Suchek won't be able to go forward, which offers like so many runs and so many chances for them. But, yeah, yeah. I think they'd be better off once he leaves. Just get two two new midfielders. Um. All right, let's move to Manchester United. Uh, I I'll start this one off. Um, so I think I have something interesting here. <laughs> um, I've gone with Declan Rice actually, and here's why: Bruno Fernandez has been thrown into this deep lying playmaker role. Not even deep lying playmaker. He's expected to basically single handedly break lines, and. That's something that only really Kevin De Bruyne can do. They basically want him to be Kevin De Bruyne. They want him to be able to collect the ball from deep, beat the man marking him, beat probably another guy, charge forward and make a great pass into the attacking third. And it just hasn't happened. Bruno has been terrible inside his own half and inside the back half of the midfield. Where we saw him really excel during those lockdown during that lockdown era was when he was advanced and everything was kind of flowing through him um, out, ju- just outside the box. That's when he was able to really be free with his creativity and get his crosses in, get um, shots on target. And that's kind of dampened, whether that might be his kind of new role or also Cristiano Ronaldo coming into the team. It's definitely a combination of both, I think. Um, and having Declan Rice, having a very, very established Premier League uh, midfielder, he would be able to advance further forward. It seems like you think United should sign Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> well, I get where you're coming from. I don't like. I think United is bad enough to where not even Declan Rice can fix their problems. But that's definitely a step in the right direction. What What's his name? Ralph Rangnick. He was right about the the what? What do you say? Like nine or ten players that they need this summer. Yeah, yeah, that's not an under-exaggeration at all, which kind of makes it hard to pinpoint one summer transfer that'll kind of help them. But I've gone with the... Not feasible in any sense, but I think United could do with the uh, Bukayo Saka. Bukayo Saka, okay. I, wow. I don't know, I think that would be a great signing for them. I mean, don't they already kind of have wingers? Yeah, but they suck. <laughs> um, I think Marcus Rashford has like fallen off the pace, but I wouldn't say he sucks. I mean, he—I think he has the most goals from a sub appearance this season in the Prem. That's not really a stat. I'll be honest. That's not that's that's not moving me. You don't think Sancho's kind of grown into his role over the course of the season? He has, but that's not enough. I just think on the on the right side, they're kind of there's not much going on there, you know. Like the, they throw Alenga out there. Alenga's not really like 
Okay. I think Alanga is a good shooter and can do nothing else. Yeah, 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 pretty much. That's about it. He's not doing much else. There's a number of players that they could that they need though. It's it's so hard to take. Like that I just think Bukayo Saka would help. I just think he's like the you're like the ideal player right now. If you're looking for like a player to build around, get Saka in your team, build around him, you know? Just lag out completely. Yeah. <laughs> oh bro. <laughs> I think Did he's I fully lagged out. No, not a not like not really. Like I heard I heard Rudiger, but they can't really swing that, and a lot of their problems lie um, in the defensive end of things. Well, let's let's go over to fifth place. We we have Tottenham Hotspur. Delet. Tottenham Hotspur is a weird one, and this is also where I that's kind of where I got the Kakare thing from. I think they could use Kakare. That's why I brought it up whenever you said a war. I think You're bringing Spurs, more midfielders to Tottenham. They don't have like, like I think Tottenham kind of sit back in that that deep block counterattacking. I thought I always understood it as they don't have like the capacity to like hold the ball up whenever they get into like the the midfield and final third. I think someone like Hackeray could help them kind of like secure up the midfield because right now they're running midfields of like, um, what's his name, Ben Tanker and and Hoiberg. Like no one that's really gonna help them move the ball around and keep the ball. Which Whitaker has been very good. At, he's good, but he's not gonna do. He's not gonna allow them to not play um, counterattacking. Okay. Like he's not the guy that's gonna allow them to hold the ball in the final third and like be secure with it. I think someone like Kakare would help. That's not an unfair assumption. Um, I think. Where they have been horrendous is defensively. They've been at sixes and sevens almost the entire season um, defensively. Um, and it, it, it irritates Antonio Conte. So I think if he's going to make a signing, a big signing this summer, it's a defender. And uh, Romero has been amazing for, for Tottenham Hotspur. But I think where they could use a good player is over at right back. And Delette, you might not like this too much, but I've gone with Matty Cash. Oh, what I got against Matty Cash? <laughs> uh, because, like, it's not a huge splash of a signing, but he, he's a complete right back. Like, he's not going to get rinsed 1v1 like Emerson Royale, and he offers more going forward than, like, Matt Doherty. Yeah, no, I'm not mad at that. That's, that would be a good signing. Oh, okay. I got, nothing, I got nothing against that. I just, I don't know. I guess we, they definitely have a weak back line outside of Romero, but I kind of went more in terms of play style rather than actually kind of improving them. Because I'm thinking if you, get, if you get Son and Kane in possession occasionally, that might be, that might be good for them rather than always counterattacking. But who knows? Let's move into fourth Dillette, where we have the mighty Arsenal. Um, Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal, take it away. This is, this is all you. Yeah, we, we got a couple holes in the team. I feel like the most obvious one is the striker position. And there's a... You, would, you can't even call it a short list with how many players we've been linked with. Because there, there's genuinely about six or seven central center forwards that have all kind of... That have all kind of made their impressions on the club and like caught the interest. So who do you want to sign? Erling Holland, but I know that's not realistic. 
or at least I don't think that's realistic. Who really knows? But he's allegedly agreed to personal terms with Manchester City. Yeah, which makes sense. It's it's Erling Holland is one of the best youngsters in the world. He's obviously going to go to the best the best team at the time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rule that one out, and then we're gonna go down a step, and we're gonna go to Jao Felix, also unfeasible, but you know, more so attainable than Holland is. I think he'd be perfect. He's like the perfect combination of everything that we're looking for in terms of goal scoring, creativity, link up play. You'd have a very hefty price tag, like a hundred, hundred million, something like that, even more. But if we can get our hands on him, that would solve so much of our attacking problems. We probably wouldn't even have to get, you know, a crazy good left center bid to go next to Odegaard just because we'll be able to create chances for him. I just he's like the perfect striker that we need. Oh, so so your answer is Jao Felix. Yeah, but all right, but yeah, if I, if we drop down one tier further in terms of attainability, and this is kind of where it actually becomes realistic for Arsenal, I'm gonna go for Ivan Tony, who I think has proven himself as a very solid goal scorer in the Premier League. And something that I've taken note of is that once Ericsson was introduced to the team, he kind of his goal scoring levels it, they jumped up low. You know, he kind of went from you know your mid tier striker to you know, he's pushing that that top tier in the Premier League right now. I think he's, you know, tied for fifth or something or fourth in the top goal scorers right now. But once Erickson came in, he's proven that if you give him creative players that are that are good around him, then he'll improve. It's not like he'll he's only one of those players that are gonna only be good in in bad teams. He's shown that if you give him good players, he'll he'll rise to that level. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um I think they've been doing okay with a um without a striker they they have had some issues scoring goals um but i think what really will take them to the next level is someone to play alongside thomas Partey. um really and, yeah and honestly i would keep Xhaka. i wouldn't sell him because you need a rotation player um and we've seen that with injuries i mean once Partey went down that entire midfield went down um, to be fair, they, they did well against Chelsea and, and United. They did do well against Chelsea and United. But, I mean, most teams look at United as like three free points at this point. Um, but no, they did do very well against Chelsea. And, and you guys have d- depth issues at left back. You have quality issues at striker, but you have depth and quality issues at center mid. I would argue that Jack is not too bad. He's not too bad. He's not too bad, but he is not upgradable. He's upgradable. He's definitely upgradable. I think while a striker is the number one thing Arsenal need at at the moment, um, it should a center mid should also definitely be prioritized, and ideally a ball winning um, center midfielder to help out Thomas Partey, Um, Mm -hmm. someone similar to Conte. I actually have not been able to come up with a name um, similar to Conte. I was pouring over people who had similar statistics to Conte, and mm-hmm. um, no, no one really does. Um, yeah, that's so, a high. That's a high. That's a high name to live up to. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is a high name to live up to. Um, but yeah, no, they they need someone a ball winning have- who can be advanced, who has the ability that, that to advance. Profile, okay. 
that's fair to say. There's not too many like that. Maybe you, maybe you could say Frankie De Jong, who might be leaving Barca this summer. But Frankie De Jong would be like a perfect, yeah, probably a perfect one. But I don't know if that's realistic for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know how feasible that is with a striker being prioritized. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially if we are looking to spend a lot on a striker. I don't think Frankie De Jong is someone that we can go out and spend another 70, 80 million on. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Chelsea. Um, Owen has texted his his um, his responses, and he says Declan Rice, which I don't think is unfair. Um, it's but a bit of I a think no brainer. Yeah, a bit of a no brainer. I think Jorginho has been terrible, um, and Kovacic isn't really that great of a player. I mean. What really is his best attribute? I'd say like getting out of tight spaces and for a team trying to compete in the Premier League, you don't really need someone who's just just good at getting out of tight spaces. Yeah, you could you could even go as far to say that Declan Rice kind of does the job of both Kovacic and Jorginho if you were to throw him next to Conte. Which is exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Or who are you who are you going with? If Chelsea could buy one player this summer. See, I wanted to give them a striker just because they are, you know, kind of in need of a striker. But I, I don't think Chelsea are capable of having a striker. It's, it's the, the striker curse. They just seem to run through them all and not actually ever get someone good. So I wanted to, you know, kind of target one of the winger positions and see how that goes. Because, you know, they've got Timo, they've got Kai, and they've got Mason Mount. But they kind of are missing a winger. So I wanted to go to <laughs> to the Netherlands and see if they could pick up one of Anthony or David Neres. I'm, I was leaning more with Anthony. I think he'd be a yeah. good for them. Yeah, David Neres hasn't really... He's... He can't do the basics. Yeah. He's, he's just a bit, a bit underdeveloped. He's not as refined as Anthony is, but I think they could use someone like Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean... I, th- I think they'll move on from Hudson-Odoi pretty soon. Pulisic I, is out of form. I, I wouldn't trust Pulisic with a, like a starting spot, you know? That's my thing. I, I don't think Pulisic is a starter quite yet. I think... Ah, I mean, do you classify Werner as a winger? I mean, sometimes. You could, but even then, that's, that would be like their only good winger. Mount? Mount can can play winger, but you know that's not his position. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. It's um, just whenever I whenever I watch them, it's just kind of like it's just a bit static in attack. If it's not you know on a fast break with Werner and Havertz bursting through, I think they could use Anthony. Just a little bit more creativity, a little bit more directness. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What you, you got in there? Oh, Declan Rice, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was yours as well? Yeah, Declan Rice. Okay, that makes sense. Um, let's do Liverpool. Owen has said Javi from, from Barca. And that's not I bad. don't think that's a bad shout. I, th- I think they need help in midfield. Um, Curtis Jones hasn't been getting a ton of minutes recently. Thiago's been in immaculate form, but that's not going to... You can't just... You can't just rely on that um, the entire time. Um, so 
Yeah, I'd probably go with someone in midfield, and I don't think Javi is a bad shout. I would do something more established, someone who's not kind of fighting for playing time right now. I don't know. Who, who, who would you have? I was thinking either. I was definitely going for midfield, though, just because the Tiago and Fabinho are kind of missing their third, their third in terms of midfield trio. You have like Henderson and Keita coming in. There's like a clear gap from Tiago and Fabinho to them. So I was thinking either go with Calvin Phillips, Prem Proven. He'll get the job done. I think he's just kind of like an upgrade on Henderson in like every aspect. Maybe not like shouting at players, but in every on the field aspect. And if not, Calvin Phillips, Jude, Jude Bellingham. I am thinking someone more advanced, such oh, as really? James Madison. James Madison. Huh. You think he could play under in a Liverpool midfield? I think he could. I think a lot of that defensive pressure will be off him and where he really excels. I mean, he excels in a counterattacking team, and that's how Liverpool score a lot of their goals is, you know, from counterattacks. And I think he'll also complement Jota very well. And if Jota's not in, um, whoever they have through the middle, whether that's Mane or Diaz or Sala, um, I think he's creative enough. He can really ping a pass as well. Um, I think Tielemans is too sloppy defensively. Um, and he wouldn't fit Klopp's style. But I think a creative midfielder in an advanced role could work. I get what you're saying. They they do kind of lack that attacking threat from midfield. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think James Madison... I guess I'm still kind of stuck on the Firmino, Firmino aspect, but he's not really getting much playing time now. Like, whenever I think of Liverpool, I, I don't think they need creative midfielders just because they had Firmino, but... Seems like Klopp's kind of moving past that. So James Madison could make sense there. I'm not mad at that signing. That's, that'll be a good signing for them. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the final team, the team that's in first place at the time being for now. Um, Man City. I think this one's pretty obvious. Owen said Holland. I'm saying Holland. You're saying? Well, before we go to who I'm saying, why are you so set on Holland? Is there absolutely nothing else that you guys would need? You don't want another eight? <laughs> I think we're good on eights. I think we have too many players who can play eight. Um, I would introduce the idea of a fullback, for sure. Um, but I don't know. Pep's been good. At, he's always good, really, at rotating his players. But, I mean, we saw Kyle Walker injury and um, Zhao Felix being forced to play on the right and the introduction of Zinchenko kind of affect... Um, them against against Madrid. I think they missed Kyle Walker's pace on the right. I mean, that's how they they had to play Fernandinho at right back for sixty minutes, and he got rinsed by Vinicius once or twice. Um, and they just missed the overall pace of Kyle Walker. So I'd say, you know, a speedy right back would be would be great. I I don't have a name for you. Right back but, market too hot. I would. I was gonna be surprised if you pulled the name out off of just like. Right, right. There's not a lot of right backs that are on the market that are like feasible. I mean, Trent, but he's not going to City. Yeah, Trent's probably the only top tier one. Maybe even Reese James, but neither of them are leaving their clubs. Yeah, ne- neither of them are, le- are leaving their clubs. Funnily um, enough, you said Jao Felix on accident instead of Jao Cancelo. Whenever you're talking about fullbacks. 
Oh, did I? Oh. This <laughs> yeah, is who I think you guys could do pretty well with. If for whatever reason Holland isn't available, I think Jao Felix will also kind of get you the goals that you need. And Honestly, we'll also, you know, the the possession, the creativity, that kind of mold. Honestly, not a terrible take. Not not a terrible I mean, and he's already established as yeah. someone who fits that Spanish playstyle that Pep Guardiola seems to like. Yeah. I I also think Jao Felix, in terms of goal scoring, is like nowhere near what he's capable of just because of he's played under Simeone for so long. He hasn't yeah. really had that freedom. We've never seen him play under someone who's going to have 70, 75% of the ball every game. Who knows how that would turn out for him. Yeah, no, I agree. Is that your pick? Yeah, that's why that was my pick. That's why I thought it was like ironic how you said had it said it on accident. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, no. Um but also a fullback is very is very tangible or I would say a CDM. Not not a, we don't need like a stellar CDM, just someone to back up Rodri in like those cup matches and those Yeah, someone uh, who's not Fernandinho and like 45 well, Fernandinho's leaving at the end of the season, so Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he is. So he he's basically oh. done. So we we definitely need a CDM. I mean, we could play Gundogan, I guess, but nah, it's not nah, nah, that's not that nah, that's disrespecting Rodri. You guys will have yeah. to pick up you know, maybe even like a Shuamene or something. Just to just because you know how Pep rotates teams, he might like a top-tier young talent in the sport, he'd probably be fine with rotating under a Pep team. You know what? We could see Kevin De Bruyne retrained at CDM with Pep. Who knows? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have today on our episode. Be sure to join us next week where we have another amazing episode. We'll see you guys then.